Welcome, First Southern, tonight as we continue our study in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Now, the amazing thing about Scripture is even passages that we think we're familiar with or things that we have studied or maybe even quoted and used, um, God can uh, still amaze us with his counsel as if we had never even read it um, because of the things that we can find. And I think it's important that as we continue looking at these first six chapters, you'll recall that the opening that it started out that um, Paul is defending himself, his integrity. Uh, he also is calling on the Corinthians to show a little deference and grace to those that were mean to Paul. Uh, one particular individual, it seemed, uh, had joined these group of false teachers and had reconciled. Paul had not taken offense, and he said, look, you, you, need, you need to welcome him back, back in your fellowship. Well, the, the group of Corinthians that had not factionalized against Paul, and they, weren't, they weren't all too excited about that. Look, you know, we didn't. We were always on your side. We're not going to take this guy back. And he says, no, you must. He said, I, I'm not offended. And then Paul also talked about how the false teachers were trying to attack him personally. And he was like, hey, that's fine. Um, people are uh, going to do that. But when it came to the doctrines, he, he got on that. And then from chapter 2, really till now, he's gone into a great amount of detail in trying to teach and persuade the Corinthians that they are vulnerable to false teachers, but they don't need to be. That they have this wonderful treasure in earthen vessels, and that God is at work, and he will use them, and that we can work together with God in a ministry of reconciliation. But he also wants to let them know that there are some vulnerabilities. And we saw some beautiful pictures in chapter 5 where he talked about that we are ambassadors for Christ, that we are new creations when we are in Christ. And he keeps emphasizing the change, that there ought to be an evidence of change. Now, why was this such a challenge for the Corinthians? Well, as you recall in our uh, introduction in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and also in our introduction with 1 Corinthians, and by the way, if you're joining us on the streaming audience tonight um, and you have not uh, been with our study, you can go to firstsouthern.tv and you can go back and you can find all of the previous teaching that uh, to date on Corinthians, 1 uh, Corinthians, and then up to the first six chapters of 2 Corinthians. <coughs> And what you'll find is that Corinth, on this narrow five-mile or so isthmus of land that connected the bulk of the province of Achaia to the mainland of Greece, everything flowed through that spot. Corinth set right there in the middle of it, had the Acro-Corinth, big, almost like a devil's tower-looking type of structure, uh, had the um, temple at the top. Uh, 
it was very popular. You had merchants, sailors. Um, you had the Roman uh, province there. This was a plum uh, proconsulship uh, for the Roman leaders. Uh, this, this was one of the places you wanted to be posted, unlike Judea. And there was money flowed through there, vice flowed through there, everything flowed through Corinth. And Paul, as we learn in Acts 18, when he began the church there, God gave him a vision and said, I have people in this town. Do not worry. I want you to do my work here. And he does. And he stays for a couple of years and he labors with them. And you had Hellenistic Jews that were coming out of their business and trade partnerships and they had the Jewish customs that they wanted to hold to. You had Hellenistic Jews that they didn't know even who Christ was or what the Jewish faith was all about or any of that. And they worshiped idols. Uh, Asclepius and uh, others were pretty popular. Uh, you, you had all kinds of idols uh, that would have been there and then they would sacrifice to these idols uh, and they would mix an idolatry of worship with sexual immorality. And the ancient uh, writers, uh, historians, they talked about uh, in the neighborhood of 1,000 temple prostitutes that would be involved in this worship. So they were, there was no shortage of vice in Corinth. And because it was mixed with their religion and then their cultural beliefs with the Greeks, th this was a real challenge. So Paul's dealing with all of this He's dealing with the Greek culture. He's dealing with the Hellenistic Jewish culture. He's dealing with all kinds of people. But he was, he loved them. He cared for them. He labored with them. And we see the heart of Paul. And then he reminds them at the beginning of chapter 6 that they have this work to bring others to Christ, but they cannot be dissuaded and he is candid with them, he is fatherly with them, he is truthful to them, he answers their questions that they provide him. We get a lot of those in 1 Corinthians. We see all of this. And so as we pick up in verse 11, as Paul was telling them that, look, now is the day of salvation. We don't need to be dissuaded from our work. We don't need to follow false teachings. We don't need to go back into our old lifestyles or back into our old religious traditions. God will use us 